Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, you see, a man's spirit, the innermost man, the spirit, receives eternal life and he is born again. But his intellect and his emotions, which constitute his soul, or which compose his soul, still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. But they can be renewed. Remember Romans 12, 2 said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. When your mind gets renewed with the Word of God, then you'll think in line with what God's Word said. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. And so eternal life, which is the life and the nature of God, is imparted to our spirits when we're born again. It isn't imparted to our souls. It isn't imparted to our bodies. You remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But somebody said, What about our soul? Isn't our soul saved when we're born again? No, your soul's not saved when you're born again. Now, a lot of people are calling their soul their spirit. And they said, Well, you know, there were so many souls saved last night. Well, no, there weren't. There are a lot of Christians that's been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for 50 years whose souls are not saved yet. Does that surprise you? Well, I'm going to get you out of it, man. I'm going to give you some scripture to prove it. There are many Christians, even born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues that lived and died without their souls ever being saved. Said, did they go to heaven? Certainly, because they were children of God. Their spirits, they had the witness of the Spirit to their spirit. Here's a verse of scripture in James 1.21. I want you to know this, that the soul is not the innermost being at all. The Bible speaks of belly, our innermost being, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It's the spirit that's the innermost being. It's not the soul that's born again. The saving of the soul is a process. This epistle of James was written to Christians. It wasn't written to sinners. And in the very first chapter, James 1.21, he said here, because he calls them, he's, he calls people here brethren, you see, in this chapter of James, first chapter, so on. So he went on to say, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. In other words, he's saying these people are not, their souls are not saved yet. That used to bother me before I found out the difference between spirit and soul. That used to bother me, you know, how I mean, you know, why would James say that? Now again, I want to emphasize this. You look into that first chapter of James 
and to show you that we're not just taking a verse out of the setting and make it say something because you can do that sometime that reading the scripture didn't say let's read the whole context let's start back into the 18th verse and read several verses here of his own will begat he us begat means begotten or born of his own will of the will of God we're born with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures we're new creatures in Christ Jesus wherefore my beloved brethren see he's writing to beloved brethren not sinners let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. And he goes on there. I want to read all that to establish the fact that he is talking to Christians. He's writing to born again spirit filled Christians. Now what's he saying to them? Well, you see, a man's spirit, the innermost man, the spirit, received eternal life and is born again. But his intellect and his emotions, which constitute his soul, or which compose his soul, still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. But they can be renewed. Remember Romans 12, 2 said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. When your mind gets renewed with the word of God, then you'll think in line with what God's word said. The 23rd Psalm speaks of our soul being restored. A man's spirit's never restored, it's born again. But his soul is saved or born again or restored when his mind becomes renewed with the word of God. The greatest need of the church today, some people think it is that we need more money. That's not the, that may be one need, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think the greatest need is more education. Well, we're not opposed to education. Thank God for education, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think that the greatest need is maybe a more polished minister, but that might help, but that's not the greatest need. Some folks think that the greatest need is a, a better choir and, a, and that maybe a more comfortable church and a more comfortable pew, but no, no, the greatest need of the church is to have their minds renewed with the Word of God. It's to get a renewed mind. Amen. Now, you see, this verse said here, in Paul, in, Paul said in, first, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that we've already quoted, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. That's this man on the inside, our spirits. Jesus said in John 3, 6, That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It's our spirits that are born again. And we contact the spiritual world by our spirit. We contact the mental world with our soul. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. It's our spirit, the inward man, that becomes a new man and a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You have the same body that you had before you became a new Christian, new, new creature. 
but the man on the inside has become a new man in Christ. Now what we must learn to do is to let that new man on the inside of us dominate us and we with that new man control the flesh and do something with their bodies like Romans 12 1 said wherefore I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God that ye present your body unto God a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and then not only are you to do something with your body but you are to do something with your minds how was it that James say here by the Spirit of God that the soul was to be saved he said by receiving the engrafted word with meekness that word will change your thinking that word will renew your mind that word will restore your soul hallelujah now then I like another translation on this verse that therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature one translation says therefore if any man be in Christ there is a new self a new self we sometimes in church circles hear people talking about dying out to self but you really don't find any such a statement as that in the Bible and it's confusing to use those kind of statements we don't need to die out to self we need to crucify the flesh that's really what they mean but why don't we say what we mean instead of confusing people you see this new self that's a new man we need to let him dominate we need to crucify the flesh we need to present our bodies to God a living sacrifice and again Paul in Romans talks about crucifying yourself that's something that you do that's not something God does now when we're born again we become a new man we become a new self we become a new creature in Christ now the nature of God the life of God's in our spirits and this man that's a new man is to be the dominant one we are to listen to him because it's through this man this inward man this new man this born again spirit this new creation through our spirits that God will guide us that's where it's coming not through our souls not through our minds through our spirits now go back to our text here before we go further go back to our text here in Romans for as many Romans 8 14 for as many as are led so we can expect to be led can't we or we could say led or guided either one would be all right here remember Jesus talks about when the Holy Ghost comes he'll guide you for as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God no we don't have to look to man for guidance we don't have to go to some man for guidance that's unscriptural we all have the Spirit of God are you listening to me I'll get into that a little further when in, in our lessons here particularly at Rhema when I talk about the ministry of the prophet we get into ministry gifts you're listening to Rhema for today with Ken and Lynette Hagan now let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan let's talk about what we have for an offer 
We have uh, How to Live Worry-Free, Stepping Out of Bond, Distress, and Fear. So many people live in, in fear of this or that, or are under stress all the time, and they're always worrying. And, yes. and so, and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did, I don't know, it's been some time ago when I taught this series. Back in 98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here. And then I've been back, oh, I don't know, several years ago, People were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book, finding an anchor in life's rough waters. We all going to face something. Yes. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're going to face a storm in life. It's a matter of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, live, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's uh, regular $32.95. We're offering it for $19.95. That is that, a $13, $13 savings. That's savings. a big savings. Go right now and get on your, get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.